Chapter eighteen of Babu Jabbergee B.A. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Babu Jabbergee B.A. by F. Anstey. Chapter eighteen mr jabbergee is a little over-ingenious in his excuses since shaking the dust off my feet at portico bello house i have not succeeded to pluck the courage for a personal interview with miss jessimina and my correspondence duly forwarded per mr vubone lal jal boy of highbury has consisted mainly of abject excuses for non-attendance on plea of overstudy for bar exam and total incapacity to journey due to excessive disorderliness of stomach department this unhappily at length inspired her with the harrowing dread that i was on the point of being launched into the throes of eternity if not already as dead as death's doornail and so with feminine want of reflection she performed a hurried pilgrimage to highbury now whether on account of the beetle-headedness of a domestic or babu jalpanniboy's incompetency in the art of equivocation i am not to say but the sequel of her inquiries was the unshakable conviction that i had not struck root in the habitation from which my letters were ostensibly addressed and in a subsequently forwarded letter she did reproach me pathetically with my duplicity and accused me of being a fickle by which i was so unspeakably cut up that i abstained from the condescension of a rejoinder next i became the involuntary recipient of another letter in more intemperate style menacing me that with a hook or a crook she would dislodge me from the loophole in which i was snugly established and that several able-bodied boarders were the hue of a full cry in pursuit since hereford road is in dangerous proximity to ladbrook grove i was sitting tight in my apartments on receipt of this grave intelligence with funk in my heart and the unknown hovering above me when my young friend howard all but in it esquire arrived with his bicycle like a god on a machine and perceiving the viridity of my countenance inquired sympathetically what was up at first being mindful of the excessive liveliness with which he had bantered my residence in a boarding-house of such mediocre pretensions i was naturally disinclined to reveal that i was in the plight of troth with the proprietress's daughter but eventually i overcame my coyness and uncovered the pretty kettle of fish of my infandum dolorum and my ardent longing to hit upon some plan to extricate myself from the suffering coils of such a laocoon my dear old chap he said kindly after i had unfolded the last link of my tale of woe i will put you up in a dodge that will perform the trick don't see the young woman or she will get round you with half a jiffy write to her that you are not worthy of a rap and no more a prince than i am hearing his last words i started and did like the ghost of hamlet senior jump at this dead hour being convinced that young howard had found out perhaps from honourable cummerbund that my title was a bogus 
and anticipating that if he divulged the skeleton of my bare cupboard to his highly genteel parents i should infallibly experience the crushing mortification of a chuck-out however i hid the fox that was nibbling my vitals by inquiring in a rather natural accent what he meant by such a suggestion are you such an innocent simple old johnny prince he said with reassuring bonhomie as not to catch the idea do you not know that european feminines in all ranks of society alack even in our own are immoderately attracted by any one possessed of riches and a title or either of the two as an au fait in the female temperament i shall wager that it is nine out of ten that if you spoof this mercenary young minx into believing that you are merely a native impecunious nonentity and not to be shot at with powder she will instantaneously drop pursuing such a hot potato to this speech reported verbatim to best of my ability i did shake my head sorrowfully and reply that i greatly feared that jessimina's devotion to this unlucky self was too severe to be diverted or even checked like a cow that is infuriated or non compus mentis by the mere relinquishment of such tinsel and gewgaw wraps as a title or worldly belongings having frequently and that too prior to our engagement protested her preference for very dark complexioned individuals and her vehement curiosity to behold india but he as he ascended his bicycle with a waggish winkle in his eye repeated that i might try it on at all events still i could not induce myself to adopt his spoofish strategy for i reflected that though it might convince her that i was unmarriageable it would only increase her fury and the vengeance of her champion boarders so at length i composed a moving epistle as follows incomparable though lackadaisy inaccessible jessimina poet shakespeare has shrewdly observed that a true lover never did run a straight course and the sincerity of present writer's affection is incontestably proved by his apparent crookedness of running and keeping dark outside the illuminating rays of thy moon-like countenance the cause is the unforeseen cataclysm of a decree from my family astrologer or dowie bogey whom i have anxiously consulted upon our joint matrimonial prospects mem to the readers this was what young howard would term the bit of spoof i am no ninnyhammer to consult an exploded astrologer miserabili dictu the venerable and senile pundit reports that such an alliance would infallibly plunge us into the peck of troubles since the sign of your natal month is the meek and innocent lamb while mine is the more ferocious lion a very slight familiarity with natural history etc will show you the utter incompatibility of temper between such an uncongenial couple of animals and the correctness of said astrologer's prediction that it must infallibly be the lamb who would be whip-handed in the unequal conflict 
in consequence though i am beating the floor with my head as i write and moistening the carpet with the copiousness of my lacrimations i must bid you the final and irrevocable adieu and au revoir since i am unwilling to act as a selfish think of me as a prince out of thy star to quote the reference of shakespeare's character polonius to hamlet under precisely similar circumstances you will please forget me instanter and accept this as my last solemn so long which i utter on the threshold of preparation for the stern and dreaded ordeal of bar exam in frantic haste your ever faithful and broken-hearted baboo hurry p s no answer required but after an interval of a very few posts in spite of my strict injunctions to contrary i got the answer that she was deeply moved by my self-sacrifice and had never loved me more having been brought up in a christian disbelief of all astronomy she was not in fear of my dowie bogey or any other native bogies and nothing should part us if she could help it she added that i had been seen about westbourne grove recently on receipt of this touching and beautiful communication i was again in the stampede of panic and realized that i must have immediate resort to some stronger description of spoof it is calamitous that i cannot find a card up my sleeve with the single exception of my young friend howard's dodge which i fear will prove too filamentous however a faint heart never got rid of a fair lady End of chapter 18